the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's a beautiful day in the Turks and Caicos Islands, the middle of the week, Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. Here's a look at what's in the news today. Ministry of Home Affairs split in two and gets additional permanent secretary. Guyana police to charge pilot with human trafficking. Another cruise ship passenger goes overboard. Two separate incidents leave infants dead. A look at sports and the weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. Welcome listeners to the Nation Station 89.1 FM. It is the end of May, another month is over, and summer is officially here. I am Soya Fassler. Works have commenced to reopen the West Road Bridge, which was closed as a precautionary measure. The entire West Road Pond area will be revitalized as the first part of the Bridges and Ponds tender, which will be reissued very soon. Minister for Physical Planning and Infrastructure Development, the Honorable Jamel Robinson, commented on the ongoing works. Government has invested heavily on road works in this financial year. As a part of the overall National Physical Development Plan, we are upgrading all major and historical roads to enhance community appearance and improve ease of access and traffic flow. We look forward to the completion of this work to the benefit of the Grantor community. Works are estimated to be completed in two to three weeks. And the Office of the Deputy Governor is pleased to announce the appointment of Bridget Newman to the post of Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Public Safety and Utilities, effective the 1st of June, 2023. Boasting a public service career spanning some 28-plus years, Newman began teaching at the Ona Glinton Primary School in September of 1992. Following a 10-year tenure in the classroom, she moved into the mainstream of government, where she was appointed Chief Information Officer within the Ministry of Communications, Works and Utilities. Shortly after that, she served as the Undersecretary within that ministry before being transferred to the Ministry of Home Affairs, Immigration and Labor. In 2011, Newman was afforded the privilege of becoming the Cabinet Secretary and then Secretary to the Advisory Council during the interim administration. She stepped away from the service for two years and during that time she completed a Master of Science degree in Educational Leadership with merit from the University of Leicester in the United Kingdom. Recognizing that there was much more to contribute to the public service and her country, Newman rejoined the service in October of 2015 as head of the Secretariat within the Ministry of Home Affairs. She was promoted to Deputy Permanent Secretary in January of 2016 within that same ministry. Moreover, 2020 saw the transfer of Newman to the Ministry of Infrastructure, Housing, Planning and Development. It thus began what she described as her most productive, meaningful and impactful assignment since rejoining the public service. During her time with the ministry, now physical planning and infrastructure development, Newman benefited from several training programs with the Caribbean Development Bank, including project management and public policy analysis. 
She also acted in the position of permanent secretary on numerous occasions. She had the opportunity to lead the team at a critical time, which would have been during the country's preparation, impact, and recovery following the passage of Hurricane Fiona in September 2022. Acting Governor and Head of the Public Service, Her Excellency Anya Williams, in extending congratulatory remarks to Newman, stated, quote, it gives me great pleasure to officially announce and congratulate Mrs. Bridget Newman on her appointment to the post of Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Public Safety and Utilities. As part of our effort to improve productivity, efficiency, and most importantly, delivery across the public service, a decision was taken during this year's budgeting process to split the former Ministry of Home Affairs, Public Safety, and Utilities, which had responsibility for 18 departments into two ministries, the Ministry of Home Affairs and Transportation and the Ministry of Public Safety and Utilities. This decision resulted in the addition of a new permanent secretary post. I have had the privilege of working with Mrs. Newman in various capacities during my 20 years of service to the Turks and Caicos Islands government. She is a leader and extremely hardworking and dedicated civil servant who is fully capable of leading this new ministry and is most deserving of this promotion. End quote. Under the new arrangement, Honorable Otis Morris will retain responsibility for the Ministry of Home Affairs, Transportation, Public Safety and Utilities. In addition, Newman will assume responsibility for the following areas of service, water undertaking, customer and government information services, Postal Services, the Department of Correctional Services, the Fire and Rescue Department, the Energy and Utilities Department, and the Department of Rehabilitation and Community Services. The other areas of service, District Administration, Department of Motor Vehicles, Registrar General's Office, Social Development and Welfare, Citizenship and Naturalization, and Gender Affairs will remain with the Ministry of Home Affairs and Transportation under the leadership of Permanent Secretary, James Astwood. Now, last week, Thursday, May 25th, at the Key West Conference Room, the Turks and Caicos Islands annual National Primary School Spelling Bee, which showcases the phonemic awareness of primary students from the private and public schools, took place. This year's event, we saw 12 spellers from across the country vying for the coveted prize of champion speller. The Spelling Bee participants included Adelaide Omler, Alpha Christian, Best Institute, Enid Capron, Ianthi Pratt, International School of TCI, Mills Institute, Ona Glinton, Osita Jolly, Providence International, Provo Christian, and Thelma Lightborn. After many rounds of spelling, it would be a very close race between Alpha Christian and Osita Jolly, with Alpha Christian coming out victorious by one point, with a total of 42, and Osita Jolly with 41. We spoke with the winner herself, Tiana Carr, from Alpha Christian, on her victory and how she prepared. My mindset to coming into this conversation is to don't psych myself out, just to stay calm. Stay calm, ask for the definition of the word, ask for the sentence, and just stay calm. Stay calm at all times. Coming down to the nitty-gritty, the last couple of rounds, did you feel like you had this in the bag, or were you still a bit on the edge? Tell us how you felt. I felt like I had this in the bag. I was very confident in myself on the last few rounds, so I felt good in myself. And how did you feel about winning? I feel ecstatic. I feel amazing right now. I feel like I'm on cloud nine. We also spoke with her head coach to find out her views on the event and the preparation process. 
Well, actually, I've been in the spelling bee from inception because I like the idea of literacy, spelling, all of that. And it was never, ever too winny. It was always to get the children interested in reading, phonics, and develop their vocabulary skills. But whatever, we have been coming like fourth, second, third, sixth. One year we came second with a seat of jolly. So this year was like, whoa, we turned the tables. And the training was... It was hectic, but she's a very, what you'd say, conscientious person. I can leave her and say, do 10 pages today and come back to me tomorrow. Or we do include the children at school in our class to be a part of it. So it's like a whole school effort, class effort. Just to recap for you, first place was Alpha Christian with 42 points. Second place was Osita Jolly with 41 points. Third place was Ona Glinton with 36 points. And fourth place, Thelma Lightborn with 35 points. Champion coach went to Alpha Christian Academy with a laptop from Flow. Second and third place winners received iPad mini tablets courtesy of the sponsors F Chambers and Island Printing. And the first place winner received a MacBook Air laptop, a trophy, and the ministry's floating cup. Congratulations to all who participated and the winners start practicing for next year. A program called Youth Max gives John Maxwell team members an opportunity to serve youth and youth organizations in their communities by helping youth grow and develop to meet the challenges of life in today's changing world. Melanie Smith of Talent Recruitment Group, who is a certified John Maxwell coach and for the second year has hosted Youth Max in the TCI. YouthMax is a program conceived by John C. Maxwell, aiming to inspire, equip, and engage the youth by providing essential leadership skills, fostering personal growth. And it provides a platform for youth to explore their talents, develop leadership abilities, as well as create a positive change in the communities. And as a certified Maxwell Leadership member, I have adopted uh, Youth Max as a signature event as it is hosted globally with the team in April and October. Um, the feedback from the second event has been overwhelmingly positive, I must say, and participants express gratitude for the opportunity to learn from renowned speakers that we've had there this year and engage in thought-provoking discussions, bright minds. I was so amazed of the responses that took place. And, you know, they gained practical insights during the workshops whereby enabling them to, you know, know how to tackle real world uh, challenges with resilience. And so the sense of camaraderie and support that we saw coming among attendees was so inspiring. And, you know, we've seen where persons uh, will be able to form lasting connections and embark on projects, you know, for positive change within our community. One of the speakers for the event, Brianna Walcott, expressed her views on the YouthMax program and its importance. YouthMax is another program that helps young people to develop leadership skills and it encourages them to make positive changes in their communities. So it is important, especially here in the TCI, to have programs like this because it is empowering the youth of the Turks and Caicos Islands and it is shaping them to become leaders and productive citizens in our society. 
It gives young people the opportunity to develop these leadership skills, to network, and to truly learn and grow so that they can become better versions of themselves. Youth development is something that I hold very dear to my heart. It's very important to me. And it's also the area in which I'm currently obtaining my degree as it is a genuine passion of mine. Um, to be a part of initiatives like these are always a blessing and as a youth and social development advocate, it affords me the opportunity to make a positive impact on the lives of our youth. I can share my knowledge and experience and inspire young people to become leaders and also so that they can make a positive impact in their communities. It's a step toward building a better future for our Turks and Caicos Islands. The next event is scheduled to take place in October of this year. That wraps up our local news segment, Regional, is up next. Authorities took 13 Cuban migrants into custody after the group landed near Dry Tortugas National Park in the Florida Keys on Monday evening, according to U.S. Border Patrol. The group comprised of 11 adults and two minors. And Guyana police say they will lay human trafficking charges against a 45-year-old pilot and businessman whom they said had been bringing Venezuelan nationals into the country over a six-month period. Following the investigation, legal advice was given by the Director of Public Prosecution for Orlando Charles to be charged with 16 counts of trafficking in persons. It said that Charles had been engaged in illegal activities trafficking in the Spanish-speaking nationals between the Mazaruni River in Region 7 and Georgetown between November 1, 2022 and May 18, 2023. The police said that the victims reported the matter to the law enforcement authorities, resulting in the Trafficking in Persons Unit of the Criminal Investigation Department immediately conducting an investigation. Guyana and the Bahamas were the only two Caribbean community or CARICOM countries that the United States said met the minimum standards for eliminating human trafficking. Both countries maintained their Tier 1 ranking on the 2022 Trafficking in Persons Report. And Jamaica's Acting Deputy Commissioner at the Department of Correctional Services, Reverend Orville Moore, has been reported missing. He was last seen on Monday morning. Reports are that Moore, 53 years old, was seen leaving a relative's home off Molins Road in St. Andrew. All efforts to locate him since Monday have failed. Moore is responsible for rehabilitation and probation aftercare services at the Department of Correctional Services. Persons who have seen Moore are being asked to contact the police or Department of Correctional Services. That was a look at your regional news. World News is up next.
Another cruise ship incident. A 35-year-old man is missing after falling from a cruise ship off the coast of Florida. The U.S. Coast Guard said it is searching for a passenger who went overboard from the Carnival Magic cruise ship traveling 186 miles east of Jacksonville on Monday. The man's companion reported him missing late Monday afternoon and an initial review of closed-circuit security footage confirms that he leaned over the railing of his stateroom balcony and dropped into the water at approximately 4.10 a.m. After the Coast Guard released the ship from search and rescue efforts, the 1,004-foot Carnival Magic continued its return trip to Norfolk, Virginia, where it was scheduled to arrive as planned on Tuesday. The Coast Guard said it is using both air and water assets to conduct the search for the passenger, who has not been publicly identified. And a one-year-old baby was found dead after being left in a parked car outside of the Good Samaritan Hospital in Washington last week Wednesday. The child, who was being fostered by a hospital social worker, had been left in the car while the woman worked a nine-hour shift. She had dropped her other children off before going to work and forgot she had the baby in the car. The foster mother arrived at work shortly after 8 a.m. and returned to the car at around 5 p.m to find the child unresponsive. She rushed the baby into the hospital, but the child could not be revived. At the time, the internal temperature of the vehicle was around 110 degrees, possibly higher, with the outdoor temperature that day being between 70 and 75 degrees. Detectives are working with the medical examiner's office to verify a cause of death, though it is presumed to be heat-related. The foster mother and family are fully cooperating with the police. Following the conclusion of the investigation, the police department will refer their report to Pierce County prosecutor to determine if charges are appropriate. And in the same breath, an 11-month-old baby girl has died after being left in a car for three hours while her parents attended a Florida church service. Police in Palm Bay responded Sunday around 1 p.m. to a report of an unresponsive infant in a vehicle. When they arrived, they learned the infant had been left in a car for approximately three hours while the parents went to the church service. The infant was transported to a local hospital where she was later pronounced dead. Two sad and heart-wrenching stories there. That completes our world news segment. Sports is up next. Bob Myers is departing as president and general manager of the Golden State Warriors after building a championship team that captured four titles in an eight-year span and reached five straight NBA finals from 2015 through 2019. One of the most successful general managers over the past decade in any sport, Myers' contract was set to expire in late June and there has been speculation for months about his future, given that the sides had yet to reach an agreement or on an extension or a new deal. 
48-year-old Myers grew up in suburban Danville, played basketball at UCLA, and learned key skills on the other side of the business when he became an agent before switching careers and emerging as a top NBA executive with a personable nature who regularly attended practices to chat with players, coach Steve Carr, and his assistants. Steve Carr said that he has loved working alongside Myers in a collaborative way, something that can be unusual in professional sports between the front office and head coach. Carr said the week after the season ended that decisions about whether to keep the roster together were not his to make. Myers has been known to talk to players during games, something which is rare for a general manager to do. And that included working to calm down the fiery forward Draymond Green many times. Spurs coach Greg Popovich in March credited his good friend Steve Carr and Myers for their commitment to acquiring players who want to be team first and not just focused on individual success. It was Myers who only a couple of months later signed eventual two-time NBA Finals MVP Kevin Durant, who played for Golden State from 2016 through 2019 and helped the Warriors win repeat championships in 2017 and 2018. Myers was promoted to general manager in 2012 and constructed the roster that won the 2015 championship for the franchise's first title in 40 years. That was a look at the sporting world. Your weather forecast is up next. Partly cloudy skies expected with scattered showers at a 30% chance of rain. Highs are around 85 degrees and lows around 81. Winds are light and variable from the southeast at 10 to 20 miles per hour. That was a look at today's weather forecast. Recapping the news for today, Ministry of Home Affairs splits in two and gets additional permanent secretary. Guyana police to charge pilot with human trafficking. Another cruise ship passenger goes overboard. Two separate incidents leave infants dead. Thank you all so much for tuning in to RTC 89.1 FM. If you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm. Com, or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Have a good evening, Turks and Caicos. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.